Hey, podcast listeners, here we are in the really the heart of the holiday season. I've always liked the holidays. Uh, since I've had a daughter, it's been a totally different experience. As you get older, I think it changes, and uh, so much of the holidays is, is about repeating traditions and things. And, uh, you know, holiday music is as big a part of the holidays as, as decorations or anything else. So it's great to be able to sort of do something special uh, for everybody, for listeners, and for myself, really. So I got Gaylord Fields, my colleague, my old friend here at the radio station, and we talked to, I think, six uh, DJs who all picked a song that they like, and you're going to get to hear those uh, because of internet rules. We had to, uh, you can't really play the whole song, so we edit some of the songs, but uh, you'll hear the DJs talk. Uh, We also spoke to Mr. Mitchell Kezen, who directed this movie called Jingle Bell Rocks. It's about his own journey to understand why Christmas music has such an impact on him, but it's also about the world of alternative Christmas music and the people who make it and collect it and uh, etc, etc. And then we also spoke to Nick Lowe. We'll start off with Nick Lowe, his fourth time on this program. He was uh, in a van driving to Brooklyn, where he played a uh, show with his holiday review, and I saw the show it was absolutely mind-blowingly great. Uh, also, the the, I, the opening band, the Cactus Blossoms, deserves uh, some some special respect because I was not expecting anything from a band I'd never heard of from Minneapolis, and they were two brothers in sort of an Everly Brothers style. Uh, Harmony thing, and they were absolutely amazing. Nick Lowe, backed by Low Straight Jackets, also absolutely amazing. It was just a great show. So we talked to Nick Lowe. Uh, just you know, it was just a short conversation about the record, about the holidays, a little bit. And then you'll hear hear from uh, Mitchell Kezen, and then you'll hear from all of these different DJs. So it's a it's a holiday spectacular. I really do wish you guys the best. I wish you a happy New Year. Uh, I wish you stress free, and I wish the world turns a little bit less goofy in 2015. Let's hope so. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, appreciate everybody's uh, uh, positive comments and criticisms and uh, communication with me, podcast listeners. You are you are never far from my mind. Uh, so enjoy this program, Nicolo first, and uh, I guess I will talk to you soon. Thanks. taxi window on the way to catch my flight I notice snowflakes playing in the ever failing light when he dropped me at departures it was really coming down deep and crisp and even it settled on the ground it looks like Christmas Christmas at the airport All the planes are grounded And the fog is rolling in It looks like Christmas Christmas at the airport this year Doors are locked and bolted Let the festivities begin The terminal was seething Without much Christmas cheer So I found an empty closet And bedded down in there When I awoke much later 
I was quite alone Check-in was deserted Everyone had gone It looks like Christmas Christmas at the airport I took a set of x-rays They came out rather well It looks like Christmas Christmas at the airport this year I'm doing Santa's sleigh ride On the baggage carousel Often in a, in and a, you only hear it used with kin. <laughs> Kith goes with kin. It's like bangers and mash and whatever. Uh, that is a modern-day Christmas classic by the great Nick Lowe, of course, from the, the record Quality Street. And Nick Lowe joins us on the phone. Good morning, Nick Lowe, and uh, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm fine, thanks. Um, we're traveling uh, in, a, in a van to uh, Brooklyn, so I, I, I might go in and out of focus a bit. Fair enough. You can hear me. Sure. Uh, tonight, yes, the Music Hall of Williamsburg is the big show with uh, the low straight jackets. And uh, la- I don't know if you remember, about, we're, we're going to get to the holiday stuff, but I want to start with about a year ago, you were on the program and you recommended a book called No Sleep Till Canvey Island, which I coincidentally just finished about a week ago. Fantastic book. And it really is kind of a story about you more than anything else. <laughs> Well, I suppose I suppose it is. Yes, it's sort of a love uh, letter to you. It starts and ends with you. Yeah, yes. I suppose that's how he he wanted to uh, he wanted to get the story t- uh, told. Yes, so I. Mm, yes, yep. that's the way he. What he did it. I highly recommend it, and it talks about some of your your psychedelic periods and things about you that that, that I think uh, nobody knew until till he exposed it. So I want to thank you for and, the recommendation. And by the way, uh, this that the he is uh, Will Birch That's of right. uh, Curse All Flyers and Records and great book writing. Yeah, Mike, are you going to introduce right. me to your friend, uh, Mike? Oh yeah, we've got a. Uh, uh, it's Michael Shelley and Gaylord Fields is my co-host because we're having a holiday sort of uh, on-air extravaganza this morning. Uh, so, so welcome. So you're driving across America. Uh, it is a. We were just discussing that it is a. 2014 has been just a strange world. Uh, it's a lot of odd things going on. How do you find America? Uh, as ever, big-hearted, generous. And um, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and optimistic for the future. 
I guess that is the American way to just kind of ignore what's, <laughs> what's going on. And uh, all except for Michael in, in that statement, uh, it, it goes without saying. That's true. I'm more of a realist. Uh, have you? What's the best meal you've had this this week uh, on tour with Low Straight Jackets? Um, I had an excellent steak um, the night before last at Jack's in Albany. Hmm. Lovely, old-fashioned American steakhouse. Fantastic. Can't argue with a big leather booth and a salad with ice-cold salad with blue cheese dressing and a steak and a basket of rolls and a big baked potato. Sounds very American. uh, no, I no, I don't, I don't go for all that sort of stuff. No, no something a little bit more modest. <laughs> you are, you are, you look fantastic. Uh, you know, you you're, you look still like a, a, an absolute rock star. Tell me about low straitjackets. I mean, it's a it's a perfect pairing. There's some video of you guys uh, on on the web, and it just sounds fantastic. They look always fantastic. Well, the masks help with uh, <laughs> looking good. <laughs> it must be hot up there under those masks. I mean, tell me why those guys, why it's working so well. Uh, tell, tell me why it was. Why it works so well, the pairing. Why they're a good uh, compliment for, for your music. Well, they're a really great rock and roll band. You know, they, they, uh, they're, uh, all, they're all people who know how to play that kind of music. And um, uh, they also, they're very funny, very funny people. Uh, I mean, they, I suppose the masks make them look uh, a little sinister, you know, right. but uh, in fact, they're, they're, they're funny guys, and uh, that's, uh, that combination, I think, makes the best uh, rock and roll music. Uh, was, was there a lot of rehearsal before this uh, tour commenced? Uh, no, there wasn't, uh, actually. We, we, uh, we talked through another party, you know, a third party, um, about what songs we were going to do, and we got together in um, Minneapolis to rehearse, and um, that's when we got the tragic news about uh, Ian McLagan, you know. Who, All right. Uh, Who's supposed, supposed to be on the tour with you, yes. Yeah, that must have... It's I, I, just terrible news. Just uh, He's a guy who you really never hear a bad word about. Everybody loved him. Uh, you know, and he was able to still sort of have a personality, but still be liked by everyone, which is a, a difficult trick sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely right. I, I didn't actually know him terribly well I was hoping that uh, I, I I met him when um, when I did uh, Austin City Limits you know the the, uh, the TV show mm-hmm. there in Austin and he lived um, he lived in Austin and he came to the show and I met him then and we got on really well like so many people have told me you know that they've met him briefly and they kind of felt like as if they knew him and I was looking forward to this tour because I thought it would probably well I hoped it would cement what I thought was a nascent budding friendship well it really does you just have to live every day just you know like it's your last it's just the old cliche but it's so true you, you just you never you never know I know that the low straight jackets are uh, playing I believe it's Ichigo Park in their set and uh, sounding really really nice as a tribute yeah absolutely well it's not it's not uh, it's by no means a gloomy show you know and because because Mac wasn't like that at all and uh um, so we, uh, as I as I tell the people, you know, we we try we try to sort of spread a bit of his fairy dust around and do it as, as if he was still with us. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what he would have wanted. Yeah, that, again, again, that's a that's kind of a cliche, but 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 
uh, it's very true. Yeah, why not? Uh, tonight, it's the Quality Holiday Review at the Music Hall of Williamsburg, and our guest, of course, is Nick Lowe. And the record is Quality Street, and uh, it is the gift that keeps giving. You know, it's a record uh, folks can uh, download if they're looking for something to play during their holiday party this year or while trimming the tree or or, or whatever. Uh, the, the, the show is not just holiday music, though, right? It's a mix of some of your well-known hits. Yeah, oh yeah, yes, it's a, it's a, um, yeah, it's quite a sort of uh, rock and roll dance party, really, but uh, with lots of um, holiday-themed pop music in it, you know, I think, uh, well, people seem to really like it, you know, we've done a whole tour now, this is the last, last night of the tour, and uh, people seem to really like it, so... Um, if there's any tickets left, I really hope the people come along and snap them up. I've heard that there's just a few tickets left, so now, right this second, really, is a perfect time for folks to, to jump on board and, and come down tonight to Music Hall of Williamsburg. Uh, you, about a year ago, we spoke, and it was just as the record was coming out, and you were sort of saying that, at first, this idea seemed a bit dodgy to you, this Christmas record idea, but then once you got into it, uh, it kind of a light went off, and then you wrote Christmas at the airport in a matter of minutes, and then it was sort of off to the races. Uh, it's a year later has your has your you've had a year to sort of listen to it to sleep on it have you has your view changed on the record no it hasn't i i i I really didn't think it was going to get another chance you know i I thought it was just a well we put it out at christmas and it did it did really well you know but um then the powers that be uh decided to um to uh, put it out again this christmas and to do this tour with the jackets and uh, it seems to have another, you know, a whole another le- lease of life. But I still think it's a really good, really good record. I mean, if we'd had a little more money and a little more time when we did it, um, I think we could have got it a bit better. But it, it's, uh, it, it, I think it's a jumping little record. And people, some people have told me that they actually listen to it, you know, not at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's very gratifying. It is lovely to have a product that you can trot out every twelve months and and sell as brand new every every uh, every year. Well, I don't know. This might this might be the very last appearance. Nick, you know, I don't uh, think uh, so. <laughs> I think you've got a winner on your hands. It's a you and you know Perry Como and uh, Andy Williams and and the rest. It's just oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the low straight jackets and Nick Lowe tonight at uh, the Williams uh, the Music Hall of Williamsburg. Uh, so Christmas with your family. Uh, I don't think your son is listening. Can you tell us what did you get for him? Uh, well, he's uh, soccer mad. He, he plays soccer all the time. I don't know where he gets it from. He's actually pretty good, you know, but he, I don't know where he gets this talent from. Definitely not from me. <laughs> um, but uh, he, he's crazy about it. And so he, all, all he wants is soccer stuff, you know, uh, shirts and boots and things like that. So it's pretty easy. Hmm. Pretty easy. And what's his team? Um, Brentford. Uh, he, he likes who are doing very well at the moment they've just been promoted and also QPR who are doing badly they're just going to be demoted huh. but that's the way our our, our um, teams work over there right you know first okay. division second division and they yeah yeah yes. uh, I've got this song called Children Go where I send the queued up here can you tell us about the recording this and where did you where did you pick this out uh, well this is a song that I've only really heard by sort of um, a, a floppy fringed um, uh, white men in, in turtleneck sweaters singing uh, bef- uh, before. So it's sort of a folk standard. 
Um, but I always thought it was a great, it's a great song. It's got these mysterious words, which are, you know, I, 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 I barely know what they're talking about, but it sounds really <laughs> cool. And I always thought that if we put a, a, a driving beat to it, a rockabilly beat to it, then we could really have something cool here. And uh, I, I, I think it's a really good version of... Um, of, a, of an old standard. Yeah, I think I think the Kingston Trio probably have the most well-known uh, version of it, which is, it is certainly very white. Uh, yes. <laughs> wouldn't scare Mitchell. Yeah, it, 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 that's, <laughs> that's it. King, Kingston Trio and, and, and that, that sort of folky groups all seem to do it very earnestly, you know, so we, we, we sort of... Um, growled it up a bit. You put your thing on. Yeah, yeah. give it a little juice. Yeah, a little juice. Uh, If folks look on the playlist for today's program, there are some links to to Nick Lowe. You've done a few things on video this tour, and they're available to to take a look at if you're skeptical, not sure whether it's worth a trip down to the Music Hall of Williamsburg. And of Uh, course it is, that you're being rhetorical there. uh, (laughs) Well, I'm positive people will be convinced with with one look or one listen. Uh, Folks can go to nicklowe.com for information about purchasing the record and the knickknacks that that go along with it. But uh, tonight is the show at uh, Music Hall of Williamsburg. Is there another act on the bill, Nick, do you know? Yeah, fantastic act. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry that the circumstances that we met them in were, were, were so unfortunate. Mm. You know, but um, we pick, picked up a, um, an act in, in actually in Milwaukee. Uh, um, sorry, Minneapolis. Um, they're called the Cactus Blossoms. Mm. Two brothers. They're really, really fantastic. And uh, if you are going to come to the show tonight, please do come early and see them because they're really, really great. Yeah, I've heard they're great. It's kind of Everly-style rock and roll. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They really sing fantastic together because they've got that brother harmony, you know, where they blend really brilliantly yes. sound like one voice there's no like match for DNA yeah it? exactly they just mesh like <laughs> you wouldn't believe uh, well yeah. Nick we're going to play Children Go Where I Send Thee I want to wish you uh, great luck on the rest of your travels today and safe getting back to England and I will be at the show tonight and I cannot wait and I hope some folks uh, listening out there will will join me at the Music Hall of, of Williamsburg and I know uh, you've got uh, Senior Chris is the drummer of your band he's That's been right. he's been a guest on our show uh, oh yeah he's oh, Chris quite Bray. something yeah. right. so please give him our best and the and the rest of the straight jackets as well and yeah. really 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 looking forward to this uh, this, this this show tonight so uh, fantastic yeah great we'll, we'll see you there we'll come and say hello come I, and say hello I will indeed all right Nick Lowe uh, we'll talk to you soon thank you so much thanks for having me pleasure bye now children go where I send thee how will I send thee Listen, I'm gonna send you one by one, one for the little baby, wrapped in swaddling clothing, born, born, was born in Berlin, children go where I send them, I'm gonna send you two by two, two for Paul and Silas, one for the little baby boy who was born, born, he was born in Berlin. I'm gonna send you three by three, three for the Hebrew children, two for Paul and Silas, one for the little baby boy who was born, was born, he was born in Berlin. Jerry, go 
gonna send you six by six Six for the days when the world got fixed Five for the gospel preachers Four for the boy that stood at the door Three for the Hebrew children Two for Paul and Silas One for the little lady boy Who was a born, who was a born He was a born in bed Jerry, go where I send it I'm gonna send you eight by eight, eight for the eight the flood wouldn't take, seven for the seven that I never got to heaven, six for the days when the world got fixed, five for the gospel preachers, four for the four that stood at the door, three for the Hebrew children, two for Paul and Silas, one for the little baby boy who was born, he was born, he was born in Bethlehem, go away, go away. I'm gonna send you twelve by twelve, twelve for the twelve apostles, eleven for the eleven dear riders, ten for the ten commandments, nine for the nine in the quiet of mine, eight for the eight the blood wouldn't take, seven for the seven that they never got to heaven, six for the days when the world got fixed, five for the gospel preachers, four for the poor that stood at the door, three for the Hebrew children, two for Paul and Silas, one for the little baby boy, born at the birth. Virgin Mary, who was born, who was born, born in Bethlehem, he was born, born, sweet Jesus born in Bethlehem. I can, I'm never really sure about who's McGriff and who's Jimmy Smith. Oh, well, I mean, I know who they are, I've I've seen them both live. Yeah, but don't you also, but at least they're not... Lonnie Liston Smith and Dr. Lonnie Smith. <laughs> it could be worse. Yeah, it's true. It is worse. And they're all named Jim. I think they get confused. They get booked for each other's shows, and I know they get each other's checks. <laughs> I think they're almost all dead, unfortunately. I always say, I, every time I talk about Jimmy McGriff, uh, I mentioned that when I saw him, he put a he puts a little handkerchief over the draw bars of his Hammond organ so that you can't see his top secret wow. settings. So he's, so he's like those like Northern Soul DJs with a cover up right. label. <laughs> they scratch off. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although that would mint minus, you know. Now this is actually Jimmy Smith. Uh, so we're talking about this movie called Jingle Bell Rocks, and it is sort of the story. Gaylord and I were talking about it before the show, and uh, it's sort of the story of the world of. Alternative Christmas music, people who collect it, uh, people who made it. There's some great interviews in it. Uh, but it's really the story of this one man, the guy who made the, the film, Mitchell Kesden, who sort of had an absent, maybe alcoholic father and had some intense, like we all do, like we were just talking about, yeah. experiences at Christmas time. And listen to this Nat King Cole record about the uh, the boy who Santa forgot. Listen to it over and over and over again, hoping that the ending of the record would change and hoping that Santa what, would... that the kid gets a gun? <laughs> I don't, I, that would just get... That he would not be forgotten, wow. which is maybe mirroring the filmmaker's yeah. uh, real-life experience. And, uh, and it sort of began his lifelong quest into collecting holiday music and trying to keep those feelings uh, moving. Uh, you know, like I said, it, it, there's interviews with John Waters and uh, Run from Run DMC and Bob Duro and Clarence Carter and Dr. Demento uh, and, and uh, this band called The Free Design. You ever, you know? Oh, yeah, I know The Free Design. They're in that. So it, it covers a lot of ground. And But like I said, to me, at the heart of the movie is this guy's internal struggle. Anyways, filmmaker Mitchell Kesson joins us. Good morning, Mitchell, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you so much. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, too. Really? Windy 
City. Oh, you're in the Windy City. I'm I, in I, Chicago, yeah. We had a screening last night at the Vic Cinema. And you've been at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's been, yeah, it just played here in New York a couple weeks ago. Uh, folks can look at jinglebellrocks.com for information about where uh, the film is playing. Uh, you got all these people uh, that I just mentioned. You interviewed all of them, and they're including our own WFMU's own Irwin. And uh, people, you can tell, their eyes just light up when the, uh, the subject of Christmas music comes up. I mean, what is it? What do you think it is that makes this happen? I think it's just, you know... People want to go back and recapture their childhoods, and, and that just seems to happen every year Christmas rolls around. At least it does for me. The thing that I loved when I was a kid about Christmas is how it, it would just wipe reality out for like a couple of weeks. You're in your own life, you're in your real life, but all around you, everywhere, is it's suddenly this magical place where all these incredible things are happening and there's this anticipation and there's, there's, there's beautiful things to look at and beautiful things to smell and to taste. And it's just, as a kid, it was overwhelming. And the music, especially as you were just talking about, the music was the thing that was most overwhelming for me anyway. Yeah, I, 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 so so this uh, this Nat King Cole song sort of obviously has a profound effect, literally, on the way you lived the whole rest of your life, including this film and and what happens at the end of the film. And I want to get to that just at the end of the interview. But uh, so, how many Christmas records have you got in your house? You know something I've never counted precisely, but somewhere between twenty five hundred and three thousand, maybe. Uh, a lot. That's, wow. that's including seventy eights and forty fives and CDs and cassettes. We remember those. And so, making this movie, I mean, you, you've you've poured a lot of your sort of personal. Uh, you've, there's a real window into what's going on in your personal life in this thing. Is that was that hard for you to do? Yeah, I was I was resistant, but. It became clear early on that, that that was the key to to helping sort of ease people into this strange uh, subculture and to make them feel like they were they had sort of a guide to 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 you know to to help them along the journey. Um, it was the thread that that people could connect to emotionally as well. In any good documentary, you need to have a have a a, a human connection with the people in the film, and I hope that uh, within the first few minutes, people can can sort of sort of root for me and 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 understand my plight and 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 follow us along the yep. journey, which is a it's a wild ride. I totally agree. The the heart of the film is you and you trying to sort of put these you know, sort of get a closure sort of on these childhood feelings. Uh, but along the way, you sort of talk to, like I said, all these great people, the great Bob Doro is great to see him and Clarence Carter. Great to see him. And, uh, uh, it, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's just like, there's a whole world. And like I said, the people's eyes light up when you yeah, go talk to I, them. I definitely knew that Bob Doro was the first person I actually called or contacted. I wasn't even sure he was still alive, but, um, that song, Blue Xmas, to whom it may concern was, was vital to me and to the movie we wouldn't have made the film without it and um just the greatest jazz song ever christmas song ever written the most caustic uh christmas tune ever written i i just uh, i find it so uh incredibly irreverent that that he would that Thoreau and miles would would do something like be critical of a Christmas song within the confines of a Christmas song. I found that so fascinating as a teen when I stumbled over that record and I thought, this is so unique and so different. Um, there's there's got to be more of these songs out there. And that began what's now been almost a 30-year 
obsession with finding these songs. Yeah, there's a great scene. The, the movie starts with you going to Amoeba Records, and uh, I think it's the one in Los Angeles. And you're really just you're like a maniac. You're just like <laughs> swallowing up. You're just like I gotta get. The, I, you're putting records just into your bucket, you know. And it's just uh, it's just great, you know. It's like <laughs> you, you, yeah, I, I did lose my mind there. It was pretty. I, I've been wanting to visit that store for a long time, and I within seconds forgot that the cameras were even there. <laughs> and they said, okay, we'll give you 20 minutes. And then that, that's got to be it. And we were there for over two hours. Uh. <laughs> uh, so tell me, I mean, there's a lot of great music in the movie. Uh, licensing that music, is that particularly hard? Or Yeah, it, it was a bigger challenge probably. Well, aside from trying to secure some of the more well-known folks in the film, which took years. Um Securing the rights to all the music was was, but it's always a challenge. I think. I mean, licensing is a is a landscape that's um, just a true, truly a mystery to me, and 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 is confounding. And you don't, you never know why you're being denied. You never know why they're saying yes or no. They won't tell you. They'll just send you back a piece of paper that has a big stamp that says denied, and you have to try again and again and again. We almost didn't get Blue Xmas. Uh, we we struggled with that one for almost uh, six months. It was terrifying and gave me many sleepless nights. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, where can folks see the movie coming up? Is there anywhere? Well, they can see it on iTunes, on Netflix. Um, you can buy the DVD online uh, on Amazon. Uh, it's playing in a bunch of cities currently. Chicago. It opens in LA tonight. Um, if you go to jinglebarrocks.com and you look at uh, under see the film, you'll see all the listings where it's playing in theaters through till Christmas Day and beyond. I think actually. Yeah, I know there's people listening to the show definitely in Los Angeles right now and and probably Chicago. So uh, check out jinglebarrocks.com for information. It'd be a great thing to watch in the next couple of days. I, I would uh, just just a good fun. Uh, how many you know how many? Actually, I watched Charlie Brown Christmas last night with my daughter. But you know how many? This is it's great to have something new to to sort of add to the canon of uh, of Christmas movies to watch. Uh, so the movie ends with you getting the Mighty Sparrow to re-record the little boy that Santa Claus forgot, the song that starts uh, off the movie. Uh, and just briefly, can you tell me how that came about? Well, the whole story of how it came about is actually unfolds in the movie, so I'd, I'd rather not go sure. into too much detail. But yeah. um, the idea to record a new version basically just... Uh, it was a very serendipitous thing. I, I, the idea came to me out of the blue during that visit. I'd actually had, you know, by, by the time that scene ended, uh, that, that we're talking about, the first visit to Charlie's Calypso City in Brooklyn, I, I'd been drinking at least three or four rums and was feeling pretty, pretty good, pretty lit up, and, uh, and just thought, you know, man, there's a studio here. I've got all these great musicians around me. I've got, you know, this connection that Charlie, who's a producer and a record record man and a record store owner but also produced a lot of records with Sparrow so I thought well you know we managed to secure Rev Run and Wayne and and uh, all these other great artists why don't I go after the biggest king of Calypso and try and try and you know recapture or reinvent the song in a much more happier vein hmm. and um, the fact that that happened it, I'm still sort of pinching myself and it was an overwhelming and extremely cathartic experience to have that, that occur yeah it's really the scene it, while, while the recording is going on is quite moving and you are obviously very moved during the, the <laughs> session yeah I, yeah, I, I knew I was going to give that 
speech or whatever you want to call it for the whole day. I was uh, in my head. I was rehearsing it and trying to. I, I knew I was going to get get choked up, but I had all these huge black heavy musicians around me, and I was very embarrassed because I just started. The floodgates opened, and I was just bawling my head off. It was terrible. That went on for like ten minutes of me trying to collect myself. <laughs> it just. It was just so. So exhilarating at the same time, just such a release as well, you know. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It speaks to the power of music and memory and 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 the holiday that that a song from that long ago can still have such import and meaning and and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're gonna hear uh, the Mighty Sparrows version now. Mitchell Kesson, thanks for joining us. And like we said, folks can check Jingle Bell Rocks uh, for information on how to view the film or order the film. And uh, you know. Thanks so much. I appreciate it very much, and uh, happy holidays to you. You too. Talk to you. Bye-bye. Mistletoe. It's almost better than a big 
that a modern day Christmas classic I'm, and in fact I've heard that in a department store this week so I know that it is in fact a modern day Christmas classic wow that's great that uh oh 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 that good yeah wow that smithereens were getting a holiday play on the uh, on the services that, that that's program. money for, that's money for eternity uh, and that kind of brings us to our next mystery guest the great Dennis Dyken Dennis welcome to WFMU how are you buddy I'm good Merry Christmas to Yes, Merry Christmas to you, buddy. Uh, the Smithereens, the the pride of Carteret, New Jersey, formed in what year? 1980. Whoa. Yeah. That's nuts. 35 years. That's, that's no small achievement. That's great. And still going strong. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we are. We played a bunch of dates this year, and we'll, we'll be back at B.B. King's January 31st. That's kind of like an annual thing for you guys. It is, and it's always a lot of fun, and... Uh, it's on a Saturday night, and it's so easy to get there, so you've got no excuse. Especially if you're from New Jersey, it's like steps from the, the bus station, so it's so it's, it's a piece of cake. I've actually taken the bus to that gig a few times. <laughs> Rockstar, there you go. Yeah. How are you, buddy? What's your, uh, what's your Christmas looking like? How many Christmas records are in your basement? I've seen your basement. There's a lot of records there. It's a couple hundred, I think. I haven't counted them in years, but I've been collecting Christmas records since... Since, you know, probably some of my first records ever were, were Christmas records. I remember the Perry Como Christmas album. Uh, Perry Como? And some singles. And um, my goodness, yeah, I, I used to always get the, the compilations that the Grants would put out. W.T. Grants, it was a like a kind of glorified five and dime, if you remember those stores. Sure. Um, and uh, the Goodyear records. Yeah, I, I like traditional Christmas music. I'm not a, you know, I'm, I don't like getting it shoved down my throat in every store I go to. It kind of wears thin that way. But there's still a bunch of records I dig pulling out every every year. I, I pulled out the Glenn Campbell Christmas record uh, recently and really enjoyed that. Uh, unless it's Christmas with the Smithereens, your guys' is a Christmas record, which is fantastic. 
Well, thanks, man. We had fun making it. And of course, you know, my, when you played that cut, I'm thinking back, what do I remember about recording that? Well, naturally, you record a Christmas record, not in the season. I think it was July when we, <laughs> we cut that. So it was pretty warm outside when we cut that record. Uh, tell me, when you guys, you've been going on tour with the Smithereens for 35 years, uh, do you, when you get to a town, do you go to the record store and buy stuff or, or look through used records? Is that one of the things you do on tour? Yeah, I mean, whenever there's a, a chance to do it, I, I, I certainly do. And uh, I've been doing that all these years. And uh, sadly, some of those stores are no longer there when we hit some of the cities. But, uh, you know, you get to a college town, you're bound to find uh, a good used record store. And yeah, I still do that. Why not? Why not? And uh, so, uh, you know, you and the wife, any big plans for the season? Is there any kind of traditional thing that happens? Um, family parties and, and friends parties and uh, just uh, the last couple of years have been so busy for both of us that we tend to wrap our gifts Christmas Day and uh, and just have a real leisurely uh, Christmas Day uh, opening our gifts later in the afternoon and uh, just chilling as the kids say. All right, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, you picked a song for us to hear today that is. Uh, a, a real interesting record. Do you know who has the writing credit on this one? I don't. I didn't check. I didn't even think to check. Um, because I guess it, it's based on Jingle Bells, right? Yeah. And, uh, but it, it's different lyrics. I'm going to guess that since it's uh, a Four Seasons record that Gaudio and crew had a hand in it. But you know what? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I sort of looked and couldn't find a, a, a clear answer quickly. Maybe one of our listeners can post the answer. Gaylord, do you know who, who, oh, who wrote oh the, the, the Jungle Bells? I, it's got to be public domain or crew ga- arranged uh, crew gaudio. That's probably what that's, it is. I'm sure that's what it is. They don't arranged miss, crew they, gaudio. They probably didn't miss an opportunity to make the, a, a few pennies here and there. It's a great record. What do you know about these? Uh, these were cut in New York, weren't they, Dennis? Yeah, that sounds like, um, well, I think it was from 63 or thereabouts, which means they were probably still working at a studio called Stay Phillips, which was a, a real state-of-the-art studio, on I believe, on 7th Avenue, where they cut a lot of their early hits. And it sounds like the same crew of guys they used on their records, probably Buddy Saltzman on drums. And uh, and what I love about those early Four Seasons records, it's when the, the classic lineup still existed with Nick Massey on the, on the bass voice, and he's so prominent. Why on don't record. you come on? <laughs> I got it. <laughs> uh, they're so full of character, those, those early records, with him on there. And, and the thing yeah. about Nick Massey is that he's kind of the unsung, uh, and that's not a pun, but he's the unsung member of the band. Maybe it is a pun, because he did the vocal arrangements, and he doesn't get talked about too much, but he's a yeah. big part of the early success of those recordings. Is he still around? No, he passed away. He lived long enough to see his, the group's induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but... Uh, no, I think the time of his death, he was still living in Belleville or thereabouts. You know, wow. yeah. I was trying to track him down. I really wanted to meet him, but uh, and I had some connections. It never panned out. But he's one of my musical heroes, Nicky Massey. Yeah, I recently sort of took my all my uh, Four Seasons records and sort of made a mixtape out of them. And uh, you know, just it's just, the the records are just great. Oh, they're you know? they're just like as good as as a pop record can be. I, I'm. They're small and tight, and great songs, great yeah. performances, yeah. And, and 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 each and they really try to arrange each one unique to that song. That's it's, true. Yeah, which is what I really like. Like you, you hear a, an arrangement, and it, and it's like, oh, let's just go in the same bag of tricks. No, no, they've gone 
trying something new. I, I, you want to get, you know, corner me one day, and I'll talk about Charlie Colello till your ears fall off. Yeah, there. Oh, yeah, I interviewed him actually. I did liner notes for a, a four seasons the Rhino Boxer, and I had a really great interview with him. And uh, he's he's in the, when I think of the four seasons, I I I, I don't just think of Frankie Valli and, and that sound. I think of the, the whole brain trust, you know. Right. of of Gaudio and crew, the the genius behind the the songwriting uh, and the arrangements, well, not the arrangements. Like that's a separate discussion, like you said, with Colello and uh, and some other people. But I think of um, uh, Colello, and I think of the studio guys who were such signature, uh, created such such signature sounds for those records, and uh, and guys like Sandy Linzer, the guy who wrote "Don't Go Away." And the image of those four fine men on those early, the early albums and picture sleeves. That, to me, that's the Four Seasons. You know, that whole collection of talent. And Bob Crew. You know, and we can, we, we did a thing on Joe Bullock's show when he passed away earlier this year. But what a what a genius! I mean, not just for the Four Seasons, but for the Freddie Cannon records and uh, and uh, Leslie Gore and Mitch Ryder and so many others. You know. Yeah. Just yeah. The, the his labels, the Dino Voice, New Voice. Amazing track record of great songs. You know, yeah. The Toys, you know, Mitch Ryder. Don't, don't get me started. Yeah, yeah. Four Seasons is a great example of a band who was just a singles band. You know, it was just like that was what they were so good at that. It wasn't about making albums at all. It was about making, you know, pow, pow, pow. Every single is like super concentrated. You know? You're right about that. However, may I just interject that they made, to me, one really solid. Well, they made a few albums that were pretty great, but to me, their revolver was the Ragdoll album. Oh, yeah. Every track is a winner on that one. I love that. It's really a standout. Um, yeah, the, they had a track like in, in their in my collection of I, Four Seasons. Albums, I like that anyway. Bob Dylan record. The, the oh, the one that's sort of half Dylan yeah. and half back rack. Yeah, yeah. the Dylan cuts are great. Those are yeah. some of the best. All right, let's hear uh, Jungle Bells, Dennis. I wish you uh, a great New Year and a, and a wonderful Christmas, and hope uh, yeah. you know you're a great guy. And, yeah, uh, and if pleasure. I don't, and Dennis, if I don't see you beforehand, I'll see you in Palm Springs. Yeah, buddy. All right. <laughs> Hope to see you soon. And Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. Merry Christmas to you and, and, and the missus. Yeah, hi, Donna. Talk to you soon, Dan. Bye-bye.
Me a while, but I got the bed music. Yeah. <laughs> the bed music going. Uh. Hey, uh, boy, Nick Lowe, you can't. I mean, you know, I've made no secret about it. one of my favorite all-time artists. Well, uh, do you, you do know that I, I share that sentiment. Like, do you know that the first album I ever bought that wasn't a Beatles or a Beach Boys album was Pure Pop for Now wow. People? That's a good resume. Yeah, I don't have. <laughs> you know, uh, how do you follow up Nick Lowe? Can you imagine? There's not very many ways you can. I, I can think of only one. <laughs> and, I, and, and I don't drink, so I have to keep thinking of that only one. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, Gaylord can only be talking about the great Todd Afonic. Todd, Todd Afonic, Todd, welcome to the program. Pow, pow, pow. The star of the Saturday, I mean, the kid. The linchpin. <laughs> the kid comes along, and in just a few weeks, boom, it's all over. Me and Rex are, like, you know, looking for new jobs. Exactly. You're just walking around in your bathrobe, <laughs> shuffling around. <laughs> Taking out life insurance, yeah. and it's not looking good. Because you've been kicking radio ass, Todd Afonic. Todd, Saturdays, 3 to 6 p.m. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I thought I had a star-studded show lined up for today, but this is ridiculous. You've got I nothing. Mean, you know, my goodness, what a show. You'll be having uh, Terry T on uh, this afternoon. And ah, you guys will be spectacular. having a, a holiday crate. Maybe even a visit from Santa Claus himself. Wow. Mm. Wow, I wonder who... who uh, who Santa Claus Santa is? Santa Belock? Who? No, come on, Santa Claus, the real one. Oh, the Santa Claus. The real, huh? real beard Santa. Ouch. Well, you know, uh, Mad Magazine has the gang of usual idiots. Yes. <laughs> Today I'm going to have the gang of unusual idiots. <laughs> oh, very nice. Uh, you know, we were, uh, Gaylord and I were commenting about how your show just recently added to the WFMU regular rotation after years of hard work in the uh, fill-in trenches is really just, you know, all songs that are number one hits that you don't know but that you immediately like that have a fam- familiar thread through them. Uh, so, so, so you know, you're on Santa's nice list, I think, Todd. Oh, it's about I, time. Yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> it's about time. Uh, what is the the uh, Ophonic family do? Uh, what's the holiday ritual? It's in-laws, it's uh, outlaws. The holiday ritual, well, there's been a lot of uh, great uh, Christmas uh, parties and events uh, this week. Uh, we're going to see the Ronnie Spector show tonight. Uh, we did see the Nick, the great uh, Nick Lolo Straightjacket show last Sunday. Uh, Bambi Kino last night. Um, pow, pow, stuff. pow. But, uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas, we're going to take it, just have a few pleasant dinners and take it very easy. It's not, it's, uh, you know, but one thing, uh, hearing Gaylord on your show, one of my fondest memories of Christmas time is 
the time me and Gaylord went to see the classic movie Chris- Christmas Evil in Times Square. That's right. We had a grindhouse Christmas. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Spray your shoes with Pam before you go into the theater. <laughs> oh. I'm tearing up just thinking of it, Tatafonic. <laughs> That's very Dickensian of yeah. you guys. Yeah. Uh, tell me, Tatafonic, a, a, a meal, a record, uh, something that was fantastic about 2014. Oh, the San Francisco Giants winning the World Series for the uh, third time in five years, and I actually got to go out to uh, San Francisco for the three games there. I know you're a very big sports you fan. Know so I I to, uh, yeah. You know I am. You know, share that with you. Sure, the Rice Aroni game we called that. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm so psyched about the Giants winning. They're fantastic. It was just great. He's on so insincere. The fridge did a great job. Is he still on the team? You know nothing about sports, Michael. Nothing, nothing. at all. Zero. And, and I know nothing about sports because I'm a Mets fan. <laughs> uh, Toddophonic Todd, tell us about the song that you picked. You picked a, an untodophonic Toddish song, but, but I think there's a little window into you that you have a world outside of the radio. Hey, just like uh, Roddy Piper, just when you think you know the questions, I change the answer. <laughs> Boom! Uh, or maybe it was vice versa. But, uh, well, you know, I have a, a wide uh, wide variety here. This is, uh, uh, you know, somewhat the uh, darker side of Christmas. It's a song by a, a very cool band out of, I believe, Illinois. I could have that wrong, but uh, the Midwest. No, I, I think they're from Illinois. The Handsome Family. Uh, a very... Uh, gothic band that doesn't play goth music um, and this song uh, So Much Wine it's the um, I mean the opening lyric uh, you know the, the music could go either way but then when you hear the opening line I have nothing to say on Christmas Day when you when you threw your clothes in the snow uh, that just let you know that mm, this is going to be a bumpy ride this song <laughs> yeah definitely the the weird the the not dickensian uh, christmas song all right todd von todd we love your show uh we thank you for calling in i know you're in the middle of driving somewhere so keep keep your hands on the wheel say hi to mrs ophonic and uh best of uh, holiday to you and uh we're looking forward to hearing your show this afternoon thanks you're the best michael great hey, show thanks buddy <laughs> There's only 
Give Todd to find Todd's uh, choice of from the Handsome Family. Yeah, what do you say? I thought it was great. Why well, are you making those hand gestures now? Oh, <laughs> is your nose itching or are you pinching it? I can't tell. Caleb. Come on, Gaylord <laughs> uh, was not doing. I didn't that do any of that because he wants to stay on Todd's guest list. No, no, it was. It was <laughs> Great song. I'm joking. I like that song. I know. It's really good. Uh, you know, it also it brings some balance to the show, too, which is what I like. I like to have a little bit of everything. That's kind of what the show is about. Yeah, exactly. It's like the world over. You think someone's going to zig and they zag. Boom. Or exactly. you think they're going to zig, then zag, and they just zug. Or I don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, we were telling this year has been the Michigas year. I mean, it has been. There's a- some crazy crap going on this year. I- I've usually. Had an idea of like you need to sort of stay engaged to be a member of civilization. You have to kind of know a little bit about what's going on and have have a point of view. And I'm for the first time ever this year, I I think maybe I don't need to. Maybe I can you know not listen to the radio or yeah, read the paper. Or, yes, and don't read like internet comments ever. <laughs> Just stay away from. That's them. the worst. That's the devil. Yeah, way. that shows our the worst people in the world saying stuff. Well, it's very interesting too because the internet is a place that that you it's started from scratch, so it could have been a utopia, but it was immediately ruined by people. Yeah, 
people <laughs> people ruin everything. The only thing wrong with the internet is humans. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. So yeah, the sure ain't the cats. They so, make it good. <laughs> they are yeah number one hit. Uh, cat riding a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> what do you need? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the first time I feel like I want to put my head in the sand and just yeah, just just yeah, surround yourself with with stuff that make you feel good and make you want to get up in the morning. It's not even just the news itself; it's the way it's delivered by NPR. You know, it's just like yeah. oh, I want to kill everyone. Oh. I'm having a hard time. Uh, you know what I like? I like good music. I like listening to the radio on Friday evenings. Do you like that? Oh, Friday evening? Oh, yeah. Let's see. There's uh, Put the Needle on the Record with Billy Jam. Great show. Good show. Good Man, guy, he, he too. had a great show uh, just yesterday. Nice Man. guy. It had uh, Chuck Chill out and Chuck D. You know, Chuck Chill has done some of uh, I used to work with Chuck Chill, and he does some of my, he's some yeah. of my most famous liners. Uh, uh, a pioneer. Yeah. Man, I... That's the name to have. If you go, if you want to be like classic hip hop, Chuck, be a Chuck. <laughs> Chuck Jones, that guy, man, he would Chuck be good. Chuck D, Chuck Chill Chuck, Out, uh, yeah. Uh, but there is, there also is another show that we haven't mentioned, Mr. Fine Wine. Oh, oh, I, <laughs> the Great Downtown Soulville. <laughs> oh, Mr. I knew you were leading to something. I was. I didn't. I know it didn't come to your mind immediately. Uh, Mr. Fine Wine, good morning. Welcome to the Mighty WFMU. How are you? Hello, gentlemen. I'm oh. good. How are you? Hey, fine wine. Did we? Uh, did you? Did we get you out of bed a little early on this Saturday morning? You no, know, I was working late last night, so I was. I, I just woke up, Michael. Oh. Working late? Yeah. What's yeah. work? Do you mean spinning records? It's work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's if you it's get paid work. for it, it's work. Yeah. 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 The platters that matter. It's work if you pay taxes on it. Where did you uh, do this last night? Uh, at a bar in Williamsburg called the Commodore. Ah. And when did you? What time did you stop? Oh my God! That is that's uh, I, I've, I've done that that shift. Yeah. There's that's a taxi home. There's no subway at that point. I took a taxi yeah, home. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, I always will remember 20 years ago when you left your bag of records on the subway, Mr. Fine. Still breaks. I love my... it when people remind me of that. <laughs> yeah, I really love it. Yeah, I, I was just going to tell Michael Ixnay on the Eckerdre. Boy, say Ixnay. And by the way, I've done the same. So. Uh, I remember that, Gaylord. You lost Pizza Pie Man by Roosevelt Greer. If yes, I, I did. Wow. But I've re- but I've recovered it. But I've an- what Gaylord realized was it's all right to cry when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie Greer taught me anything in song. Uh, the Downtown Soulville program is the uh, the long running Friday night fixture of. Uh, of, of WFMU yeah, were by like 20 years, right? How right, Fine Wine? Uh, yeah, I celebrated my 20-year anniversary uh, earlier this year. 20 years of schlepping out to WFMU and playing 22 or 23 amazing, super rare, great uh Not always super rare. Uh, yeah, mostly, mostly. Oh, well. I own a few of them, so they can't be that <laughs> rare. <laughs> I own two or three of them. Uh, how are you? What is the Fine Wine Christmas uh, holiday season? Uh, what do you guys do? Well, the, usually I uh, work. Usually I leave town, but this year I'm uh, I'm sticking around. We're gonna we're gonna go to some uh, of my girlfriend's relatives' uh, places in New Jersey for Christmas. It's kind of nice uh, to have it be local for once, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, but I am leaving town uh, for to uh, DJ New Year's Eve in Milwaukee, which has become a tradition. Huh, a place wow. called Turner Hall. So if anyone out there is listening from Milwaukee and you don't have your tickets yet for Turner Hall New Year's Eve, it's not too late, I don't think. We probably do have some listeners. Yeah. Hey, there. cousin Latrell Sprewell, show up yeah. the fine lines thing there. I just told him to do that. 
uh, <laughs> uh, tell me the best, I don't know, the best Chinese restaurant for 2014 or the best, mo the best movie that you saw or... Uh, well, here's what I wanted to say. I'm, yeah. I'm frankly a little shocked that you would allow me to do this again, considering... Uh, the fiasco of several years ago when you asked me for a Christmas record and I, I couldn't find the one I wanted and I, and I left something in your mailbox called hamburgers and booze. Yeah. And then I tried to convince you that that was how I celebrated Christmas. Yeah. Like eating hamburgers and drinking booze. But you didn't buy it and you were very angry with me. Very. I'm still... <laughs> angry with you, as a matter of fact. I'm delighted Gaylord, by that. Gaylord, will you tell Mr. Fine Wine that I'm... Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, come but, on. It's, you're, you're, not a, you're not a forgive and forget guy, Michael. We, I've known you too long. <laughs> Don't but even the, pretend. This year it's a genuine Christmas uh, 45. For a so. change. Now, if we were to take this 45 and try to sell it, uh, would we do well? I don't think it's uh, right, particularly we'll it. valuable. It is a, it's kind of an obscure uh, Detroit record from the early 60s uh, on a label called Magic City. And there's a, the band leader on it, Choker Campbell, with a Motown uh, band leader, and I'm surprised that he was able to put his name, you know, the, the Motown musicians famously played on lots of other recordings, but usually sort of incognito. Right, they um, would get followed, apparently, like, they would literally be followed to make sure they didn't go to another session at night after the Motown sessions were over. Yeah, but in this case, his name actually appears on the label, so maybe it was before he was with Motown? Or, or maybe it was a guy sure. who hated Choker Campbell, who put Choker Campbell's record on the label to get him kicked that off a session, be. and then move in, cozy up to Barry Gordy, and next thing you know, all about Eve. Soul style. <laughs> that could be it. Wow. Uh, yeah, it could be. Uh, I'm doubting it. Uh, let's get some Chinese food soon. Let's play oh, this, yeah. this, yep. this, dim sum. this great number There's one vegetarian hit. Vegetarian dim sum. Ah. Many a meal uh, featuring Gaylord, Michael Shelley, and Mr. Finewine. We're long overdue. Yeah. Let's go when it's freezing cold. Uh, that sort of keeps the tourists away. So let's go. Yeah, January is a good time for yeah. Chinatown. Yes. All right. We'll do it uh, this year. Happy. What are you doing? New oh, you're going to Milwaukee, right? That's yeah, what are you doing? You need a website, Fine Wine, yeah. that, that lists your DJing activities. I had one briefly. Because yeah. then I could tell yeah, people. Yeah, what are you doing, Michael, for New Year's Eve? Me? I'll be. My tradition is to stay home and eat nachos, usually. Oh. That, it's something Jordan and I started ages ago, and we've got uh, mother-in-law and... Uh, child sleepover date guest, so it's really going to be. Are, you, are your nachos as good as your banana pudding? The nachos Man. are good. The nachos are good. Okay. I'm not uh. fooling around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's hear this. Uh, uh, Choker Campbell and Horace Williams, and uh, thank you, Mr. Fine Mind. Have a great year. Thank you. You I, too. I love your show, and uh, love yours too. All right. Talk to you soon. The pair of gold, gold 
Greetings. And now, Michael Shelley with more hits. Now we're discussing the merits of that. It has some, right? Well, rhyming wish list with <laughs> Christmas is, is one. Well, it. I want you to want me is a fantastic song, right? Yeah, and it deserves a rewrite. I agree. A, 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 a really easy rewrite. <laughs> well, it was. Here's the, the. Here's why you can't really criticize the song. It was on a charity CD. So shame on uh, you, Gaylord, for 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 being for hating Christmas. <laughs> yes, exactly. For being the the person who hates Christmas. Uh, well, I think that. What do you think of the interview not being released? Um, Terrace. Well, it's really funny. It's like I can't believe that something is making me pro-terrorist. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> okay, interesting take on it. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Um, yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be... I mean, it's an awful idea for a movie, and from what I understand, it's an awful movie. 
But well, did you still, like? Uh, it's, no one should. The idea of being terrorized into making good decisions. I mean, that's what parents are for. <laughs> they could have just made the character called, you know, a, a fake. Yes, Joe. Jim Dom. <laughs> Schmiel, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and boom! Now we're millionaires. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure why they didn't do that. Yeah, do you think those guys should be scared for their lives, uh, Seth Rogen? Uh, no, no, I don't. Not so much. No. All right. I All right. mean, or right. yes. <laughs> was that the right? Was that what you? I should have said I yes. Know, they should be quaking uh, in their boots. Well, I know they're probably listening, and I just want them to. Oh. To know whether or not to leave their house today, or yeah. not, based, to go to Target, you yeah. know they probably have stuff to do. Uh, based on this, you know, there's a, a guy who appears on our show each week, and uh, he usually only has one minute. But as part of the Hanukkah mir- miracle, you're going to give him eight. So one minute is going to burn <laughs> for eight minutes. As part of the Hanukkah miracle, perhaps. Now a minute. Or, or two. That's right, folks. It's everybody's favorite rock and roll journalist, Scott Schinder. Welcome back to the program, buddy. How are you? Jeez, what a gift. <laughs> <laughs> you got a rock. <laughs> hey, Michael. Hey, Gaylord. Hi, hey, Scott. You. Thank well, you for giving the gift of music. It looks like it's about to snow. How, you, is it? You feeling cold out there, Scott? Not where I am. Uh, really? <laughs> nope. Um, hey, yeah, uh, what was the question? Uh, is I Want You to Want Me worth rewriting? Is uh, Kim you know, Jong-il... It, it, any, hey, any up. good song is worth stealing, even if you're stealing it from yourself. But there's something a little, there's something, there's something charming yet undeniably lazy about just re- taking your hit and rewriting it for Christmas. I mean, oh, that's, for yeah. charity, shame yeah. on you. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's such a lazy. Why do I rewrite? hate America? Oh, good. Yeah, Zachy, why do you hate America? Yeah, I don't. I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just questioning the ethics of. Uh, of plagiarizing your own your own songs to make them Christmas songs. So, hey, you got some great Christmas songs that way. I don't really want to talk about it. Well, um, Rick Nielsen was better on the Ozzy and Harry show anyway. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, this is kind of like an off Christmas for me. I usually like get enthusiastic about it, like one, you know, either every other year or maybe like one in three. You don't have the luxury of doing that if you've got kids. But I think Gaylord may may back me up on this um, that. It's kind of like once a year is a lot. I mean, that's a lot of enthusiasm to, to to summon up. But like every other year is like about my speed, and this is not one of those years. Just as, because, partially, as you say, it's just been a weird freaking year and a weird freaking few weeks news-wise. I'm just not in the mood. You know? Ouch! Yeah. No, but there's I... always there's always Christmas music, and I'm always in the mood for that. Uh, what do you do? I mean, so what will you literally do on Christmas? Will you just ignore it? And I... uh, you, you can't. <laughs> Ignoring it is really not an option. <laughs> they, the, the world won't let you do that. I'm just. You're, but you don't. Uh, just a nice dinner. Hang, see some people. Uh, not, unfortunately, see the Nick Lowe Straight Jackets Christmas show because I'm not anywhere where they're playing. But, um,. Other, uh, there's plenty of options that don't involve actually hanging out with Santa Claus. Okay. Okay. Best Christmas present as a child you ever received was? Jeez. I don't know. It was a sled. What? It's a long time ago. What, what do I know? Charles Foster Kane? Sled. Liar. <laughs> it was a sled. Yeah. You can do better. You're a writer, and that's the best thing. <laughs> it was a really good sled. <laughs> Rose, that's what I'm remembering. Rosebud. Right exactly. 
got a full plate today. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, Scott Schinder, I asked you to pick one song uh, to condense it, everything about Christmas into three minutes. Oh, yeah, that's what this one does for sure. Uh, um, which one did you pick and why? What? What song did you pick and why? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it gets harder to pick. You know, when we were, when we were kids... When we were, you know, when we were young music fans. When I was a boy. Um, when, huh. we were, no, when we were like teenagers or even in our early 20s, it was really, uh, Christmas music was, I think, okay, I'll see what you guys think of this, because we're okay. all around the same age. It was, on in Christmas music was kind of more fun back then, because people didn't know every song. It's really hard, and a situation like this reminds me, it's hard to find a song that people haven't, like, haven't, you know, haven't been burned out on. Yeah, but you're a little bit like saying it, you know, that everyone can, you know, enjoy everything, it's ruined, you know. Well, I'm, not, no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's <laughs> a bad thing, I'm just saying it makes it harder in a situation like this to pick a song that maybe people don't know, because people know everything now. Uh... Okay, I, but you, no one said you had to pick a song people don't know. No, but but you want but but you want to be conscientious and come up with something that's going to surprise people or, or be new to yeah, them. but but unfamiliar. Todd picked a song that was like not typical to form. Is a good way to go. Just yeah. go, oh, going against type. So Todd hit a home run. What have you got, Scott? What I've got the little thing by Elvis Presley called Blue Christmas. <laughs> uh, no, um, okay, this is this is kind of. There's interesting. This is interesting. I didn't really know this till I read the Huey Piano Smith book, which is really good and makes makes an excellent Christmas gift. And I interviewed the author. Check the archives. Yeah, that's Black. and that one of the reasons that I was like motivated to choose this song because of the connection to the show. Um, I didn't realize till I read the book that Huey Piano Smith and the Clowns Christmas album, which I think was from 1962, is that some? Um, which is pretty early for rock and roll Christmas albums. There really weren't a lot of them at that, at that point. Um, at the t- you know, it's something we take for granted, people making rock and roll Christmas albums. That's right. They're, they're... We've been talking about it all morning. Yeah. Um, but at the time, it was still kind of a new thing, and apparently this record was sort of controversial, even in New Orleans, uh, where people thought it was kind of like, disrespectful and blasphemous to make a rock and roll Christmas record and apparently it wasn't very well received at the time although it's a great record um, and uh, I highly recommend it although I think it might be kind of hard it's to out of, it's out of print even the reissue CD is out of print and going yeah. for like ridiculous amounts but there's always other avenues to find music if you know what I mean are there <laughs> go ahead and get me an eight-year-old <laughs> exactly. If you're if you're Korean, if you're North Korean, yes, you can down, uh, you can oh, break yeah. in, and um, uh, I forgot about that. That hasn't been in this. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so so um, this great Yui Piano Smith record uh, Christmas album, which I forget the title of. Um, if so, yeah, if you if 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 the folks in in Radioland can find one, grab it because it's a really great record, and um, and apparently was. You know, quite quite controversial at the time. Yeah. It's not controversial to me. 
if you say so. Uh, let's hear Rock and Roll Santa Claus by let's. Huey Piano Smith. Uh, Scott Schinder, always a pleasure to talk to you all year long. I will talk it to you. It certainly is. Talk to Mer- you. Ha- happy holidays, Michael. Happy holidays, Gaylord, to you and yours. Same and, to you, uh, Scott. Always a pleasure. I'll talk to you the 27th. Christmas. This is Nick Lowe, and you're listening to Michael Shelley on WFMU. I like that song. It's a good song. Uh, oh, if you're just tuning in, it is the holiday spectacular of the year, I believe. And uh, joining us is our first esteemed special guest. This guy does one of my absolute favorite shows all time on WFMU. Every week. Every Just week. Every week. Great. Never never had a bad show. Never had a bad show. Yeah. All number one hits. Yeah. Although he doesn't strictly follow the number one hit formula, he does in fact roundabout every song is a number one hit. He makes them number one hits. He's the number one hit maker. Uh, he's the fifth Beatle. Yes. 
Of course, we're talking about the only, the one, the only, the great Dave Spass. Dave, good morning. Welcome to the program. How are you, buddy? Hey, Michael Shelley. Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing so good now that you're on the program. Hey, Gaylord. Hey, hey. Spaz. Uh All right, first of all, favorite, tell me favorite something of the year. It could be favorite, I don't know, frozen entree, favorite show you went to, favorite record that came out, something good. Uh, talking to Michael Shelley on the phone. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Be- easy answer. <laughs> yeah, good answer. What else? What else? What, what are you looking forward to next year? Oh, I, I ask you. Oh, interesting. What, I'm looking forward to vacations uh-huh. w- with my family. I'm looking forward to summer. Uh, I'm looking forward to... I'm looking forward to Mike Love's autobiography. Oh, there you go. That's uh, the struggle. answer. That's the answer we were looking for. Looking yeah. back with love, the book. <laughs> I I agree. I'm totally looking forward to this for for one thing because it might score me the opportunity to to, to speak to Mike Love on this program. I had him on. He was great. I remember when he had. He I think great. he was in the airport lounge when Alex, you had. Al Jardine, not so good, but he was great. I couldn't. I ran out of questions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's all in the archives. Hey, speaking of Dave the Spaz, every Thursday night, uh, you're lucky enough to be on Christmas night itself, and you've got a special uh, Spaz Christmas fiasco right on Christmas. Christmas night. Uh, man, there's so many great Christmas songs. I could do t- like 10 hours of incredible I Christmas could, too. Songs. You know, I, I could absolutely do it the whole day. There's there's just a lot of great... But instead, he's doing none, and <laughs> making all his friends do it for him. <laughs> but I'm but, uh, going to have a uh, live guest. I believe Gaylord is going to be trying. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so much better I, than I going home. This could be a, a Spittoons reunion. The Spittoons are going to be on. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they have like uh, 15 years or anything. So Crazy. A reunion, a special Christmas reunion. And what is the... Spa- Live on the radio. What, I mean, I, I realize you've got to be away from your honey, or she'll probably be down at the studio, but what do you guys... What's the Christmas routine? Is it... Uh, Santa comes, you have a, a meal, do you go to parents? We, he comes down the chimney, we hold him hostage. Right. I get, you know, answers. Sure. On answers. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to the station. You know, it's like, so you give you know, Santa I'm the third degree. Man. I usually show up on Thanksgiving and the holidays and stuff, you know. Sure. Be good. Yeah. Why not? It's going to be great. You live in, I believe, Brooklyn, the borough of Brooklyn? Uh, Is that right? Yeah, I guess. Does, does it get Christmassy around there? Uh, yeah, yeah, Diker Heights, very much so. Oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. where Christmas lives that's on. That's Christmas Central. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the place to go. All right, Dave Spaz, uh, Thursdays, 9 to midnight. What song did you pick that embodies uh, a spazzy Christmas? Um, I don't remember. Ah! Yeah. Brendan Hanlon and the Batman? Bing, right. bing, bing. Holy smoke, I first heard that on the Hound Show 20 years ago, and then uh, Norton Records put it out about 10 years ago. It's a song that brings the party. I don't know what else, it's just the way it kicks in. Now it's you de- know, there's no, there's no excuse not to have a Christmas party. It's definitely a song that was uh, written before the advent of the electric tuner. <laughs> the guitar tuner. <laughs> uh, if those things are important to you. Yeah. They're yeah. not important to me, I'm just pointing it out so the kids know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Close enough for Christmas music. All right, Dave the Spaz, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Same to you, fella. All right, but this is a number one hit, by the way, and you do the, you do just, you know, you know, I've told you this. It's a, you do a fantastic radio program. That's very nice of you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, uh, Dave the Spaz, our first mystery guest. Thanks, Dave. Yay, Dave. Yay. All right, talk to you soon, Dave. Bye. To a Christmas party It Will be a swinging Christmas party We've got an invite from Santa Claus To join in the fun All the swingers will 
Prematurely, Dewey defeated Truman there for a wow. second. And, and we we're talking about stymie off Mike. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Who is the, the the best little rascal? I I I I think stymie followed by Spanky. Stymie also slightly overstayed his welcome too. And the last they all did the last couple that's no they used to really really get rid but, of. But them. no, old Spanky was sad. Uh, it was hard. Well, the MGM ones are just terrible. Oh yeah, we gotta help Mickey's dad. Yeah, yeah. It's like. <laughs> Yeah. I gotta shave first. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna eat that? <laughs> yeah. Those ones that had froggy on it. Oh my god, <laughs> the worst. And that girl they had, like, uh, oh, oh, like, oh, um, Janet. Yeah, the worst. I mean, like, a frying I'm a pan. Fa- I'm a fan of how terrible <laughs> the MGM our gangs were. I I can't. I mean, my daughter and I, um, one year for Christmas or for our birthday, Father's Day, I got a uh, a DVD of. All the little, all the good little rascals, yes. all the normal ones. Yeah. And uh, my daughter and I watch them all in order. And now, whenever my wife go- is in, stays late or something, my daughter will say, "Can we watch the little rascals?" And uh, this week we watched one. You know, maybe once every two or three weeks we watch one little rascals episode. And uh, I can watch them forever and ever. Yeah. I mean, I just they're as good as anything. Well, it's one of those things where you say certain phrases, like you say, "Don't drink the milk; it's spoiled." <laughs> and there are a few people in the room who will like get it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely speak in a lot of little yeah. rascals yeah. speaking. All right. Yeah. Next time I, I see uh, Juniper, I'll say, "Don't drink the milk; it's spoiled." <laughs> I'm just like, even like say, "What's a big idea?" You know, yeah. all of those kind of '30s isms, you yeah. know, are great. Or just go, wow. <laughs> right. Take your birthday cake out of the oven. Yeah. Oh, 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 see her on her birthday. So I, I, I'll get to do that. I'll, I'll look at the cake and I'll go, wow. <laughs> we'll see if she gets it. Yeah. Oh. Well, she's been forewarned, but if she listens to your show. She sometimes does. Uh, you know. Yeah. 
She wants to make sure I'm giving her the royalty she's entitled to. For, <laughs> for her, uh, you did explain this is not commercial radio her to her. Bumpers, yes. The way I had to explain it to my dad when he's going, how much did they pay you at that radio uh, station? Uh, my mother knew, I, you know, I was like 15 years into doing a show before she was like, because I had got laid off from a job, and she's like, well, you still have the radio station. <laughs> oh, yeah, the one that's costing you money every right, week? Exactly. <laughs> well, Mom, I don't yeah. know how to break. I know what you've been telling your friends. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It is a common mistake folks make, thinking that we're getting paid. Yeah. Who would, but who would pay us for this? Exactly. But we should pay them. It's a, a privilege to yeah. be able to do whatever you want. Yeah. Right? Don't, don't give peop- the listeners the idea we should pay them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, Rex, I see you hovering around, doing your little dainty chores that you're doing and kind of tiptoeing. What do you've got planned for the kids today? Grab number three over there and tell the kids what's going on. Michael, uh, yes. first of all, let me tell you, you I've been enjoying the... One, two, yeah, check, check, check. <laughs> Uh, I've been enjoying your uh, misanthropic uh, rants. It's very, very seasonal. Not at from all. From both of you. I'm a Christmas fan. I'm pro. Yum, yum, eat them up. Somebody comment. <laughs> oh, good. That's the good oh, fan the, one. Oh, the one that's been, yeah, bad. Uh, Uncle up. George. Yeah. It's a classic. Kid well, from Borneo. We're going to, uh, we've got the uh, editors, the, in fact, the entire staff of Grade A Fancy oh, Magazine. They're going to well, be debuting a holiday me. cocktail oh. that'll be coming up this very shortly. This is a shortly. tradition. You've been doing this yes, for years. Several years. This year it's got a, a Hanukkah bent. Oh, so do stay tuned. Yeah. And uh, lots of bad, no, really bad uh, Christmas well, novelty uh, well, I hope the requisite amount of uh, anti-Asian racism. Yeah, there'll be a little drop uh, and of that. anti-Mexican. Oh, and drunken op- office parties of news uh, yes. people. And we'll also have to have a vote between listening to Babs Gonzalez, hmm. Teenage Santa Claus, or Babs Gonzalez, Rock and Roll well, Santa yeah. Claus. Oh, that's right. There's going to be a, a so. large beatnik If you listen to Teenage show. Santa Claus... You can hear what being stoned sounds like, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> on, on, on 1950s <laughs> marijuana. Yeah, this guy can barely read the words. It's great. The Prince yeah. of Newark, yeah. Pabs Gonzalez. And there'll be food, so you stay yeah. tuned. I brought, I brought those. Uh, well, these are packaged. Remember, Pabs Gonzalez, he, comma, paid his dues. <laughs> Good there times, are eight no people with the book who, who get that <laughs> <Yeah>. joke. <laughs> I have a signed copy of that book, and it says uh, it has his address, and then it, he's written, "Why not?" <laughs> Must I, have been to a guy. One of the great things about reading that book <laughs> is that it's like he puts everything into scare quotes. Like every fifth word will have quotes around it. And then I met the producer. <laughs> <laughs> scare quotes, exactly. Uh, finger sandwiches are here. Gotta go. Up. All right, the great Rex, ladies and gentlemen, the great Fool's Paradise. Today, another Christmas. I mean, he's he's got to follow us, Gaylord. Yeah. So, Nick's name on the uh, high ratings rate. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm sticking around. Yeah, you you know about the finger sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, hey, that's wrong. Wow. <laughs> you get your own fan. The Christmas miracle. Yeah. Uh, Todd Font Todd, Saturdays 3 to 6. Uh, thank you for tuning in, Dave the Spaz. Uh, don't forget Christmas, 9 to midnight. He's got his cra- Spaz Christmas fiasco. And uh, Thursdays, 9 to midnight, one of our favorite shows, I think. Yes. Uh, Mitchell Kazin, director of Jingle Bell Rocks. Check him out at jinglebellrocks.com. Unless uh, you're big and black. <laughs> and you're too scary. Uh, Nick Lowe's uh, Quality Street is his record buy it at nicklow.com or come see him tonight, maybe buy it in person uh, when you go see the Quality Holiday Review with Nick Lowe and Low Straight Jackets at the Music Hall of Williamsburg. I'll be there. Uh, Dennis Dyke and the Smithereens, thank you. Mr. Finewine, thank you. Scott Schinder, as always, thank you. I'll be back next week. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. And I get the feeling you're being cheated. 
Always thank you to Gaylord. I, he's, oh, thanks, Michael. You're like a brother. You are. You're, you're, you're my brother too. Uh, you're tuned here to the mighty WFMU's George WMFU, my hope and Rock Candy 91.9 FM and online WFMU.org.